0: hello 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 thanks for stopping by this is stephanie at relentless you just came by to drop a little podcast on you hope everything is well in your world hope everything is aligning i know that these times are different difficult interesting unusual unprecedented nevertheless you know we're here We're here to walk our journey out. I just wanted to stop by and talk a little bit about being a showman. Being a showman. I watched a video today, and I've seen many videos like this, and you've probably seen either these kinds of videos or experienced these kind of people in passing where you have a street performer Somebody's out there with a the guitar, they're singing, you know, they're performing, they got their guitar case open, or a hat or a bucket or something on the ground. Maybe you come across some young kids, you know, dancing, doing what they do, being very acrobatical, putting routines together, and they got their hat out there or their bucket. Well, today I saw a video that was taking, I don't know exactly where, but some some urban setting, and the guy had his um friend out there, and he had some Michael Jackson going, and, and he was just performing, and he was doing his thing out there. Even at one point, he jumped up on this um, square thing that they had there, and it actually had wind, so it was kind of blowing his shirt up like Michael Jackson would do in his concerts, and I mean, this guy was going for it. I mean, he was doing every kind of dance move. At one point, he slid on his shoes in the street. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If you've ever grown up in any kind of neighborhood, if you slid on your shoes, more than likely, um, you were about to bush it behind. Let's just be honest about that. But he was like, he was on it. He was performing. And then he switched into a song that was his own, a rap song, and he was performing that. And sometimes if you get a chance when I watch things like this, you can go into the feed just to kind of get a feel for what people were saying. And there were people who were, you know, applauding it. And there were a lot of people who were kind of laughing and, you know, making jokes and things of that nature. And I think it's uncomfortable for some people who may have never put themselves in a position to be exposed to the public to live out their dreams. I'm going to say that again if I can. I think it's uncomfortable for people to see people put themselves out there in a public way as they pursue their dreams we're very comfortable with seeing so-called celebrities and stars get up on stage and perform people pay a lot of money and tickets to go to these very elaborate concerts sometimes they pay a lot of money to be in an intimate setting to watch these singers perform and that seems normal to most people it's normal For them to imagine someone like a Beyonce or Maroon 5 or, you know, you name anybody um, that's up there performing, maybe doing some dances you've never seen before, singing a song you've never heard before. But because they have reached this celebrity status, that is normal to you. So when you see an everyday guy or an everyday female doing it, you know, at first, at first blush and maybe something to laugh at. Because when I tell you this guy was really doing it, I mean, he was not standing still. I mean, there was a good, there was a fair amount of people out and I, I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it from a place that understands something that people who don't necessarily put themselves out there can't understand. And I don't mean that in a derogatory sense against them. It's just that it takes a certain amount of boldness, a certain amount of confidence, and a certain amount of drive to literally step on any type of stage platform. It doesn't even have to be a physical stage, but putting yourself out there to be a performer in the street with the general public looking at you taking you in deciding whether or not you're entertaining to them somebody that should be clapped or somebody that should be ridiculed and when you have not done that because I'm speaking to people who I'm perceiving as people who are go-getters when you put a piece of yourself out there I don't care if it's you know a written word I don't care if you're a singer, a dancer, an artist, a craftsman, um, it could be even a bake, you know, baking, you know, you can be any of these things, but anything where your creativity becomes this, um, a part of you, but also can become an external representation of your craft. It's there for people to ridicule and people who have never put themselves out there, people who have never never stepped on a stage, never put their face to a microphone, never had a spotlight hit them, never auditioned for anything, can never understand what that takes. majority of the world is very good at being critics right because that's what we do naturally you taste something it doesn't taste good someone says how did that taste girl don't eat that you know what i mean we're automatically we're in critical mode we see a performer or performance that's not up to a certain standard that we have in our minds we instantly say oh that person no they weren't good but even the person who wasn't good in our perception or maybe they literally weren't it took guts to step up there until you step out there on that world stage with whatever talent or skill you have you can't comprehend what it takes to get there the showman in us is important that showman sometimes is the face that other people see but don't understand what's behind that showman. Behind that showman is a person who has taken it within themselves to believe in themselves. Sit there work on their craft whatever it may be, prepare it, put it together, package it and then decide I'm going to step outside some I can't imagine. To step outside tomorrow morning with your, um, with all of your recorded material and get out there and start dancing in the middle of the street with seriousness. And because I have done a lot of those types of things, um, dance with the singing group I used to belong to in challenges, sing in a group audition for plays, go out there and do poetry. I, I can name a plethora of things where I literally put myself out there for ridicule. Good and or bad. And the the gumption that it takes to believe in yourself to be good enough to do something is major. But why do we respect people who we have seen at the highest of levels, because these people came from somewhere. They harnessed their crafts as showmen. And I'm using men just to be universal. I'm not going to say show women and all of that showmen. They harnessed those crafts in places that weren't always these arenas, these, these great places, television and all of this and movies. They were doing little plays, at their school they were doing little performance little recitals from their dance classes they were doing all of these things it's a road it's step by step on that ladder on that rung so when we see somebody like this and here's and here's the truth i don't know him and i don't know what his desires are but whether or not he ever becomes this name that we know in the household levels he's doing what he loves this goes back to one of my earlier episodes here he's doing what he loves he believes in himself he has invested himself he had you know a jacket he had machines going with him he even had a friend who was there that alone is a whole different uh podcast the cheerleader because sometimes there might be one face out there saying you go ahead man you go ahead girl I'm here for you you know what I mean do your thing because many times and I, I don't I don't want to make things always about myself but it's the you know one of the things that I know that I showed up the places alone I can give you great examples where I showed up <laughs> one particular audition I went to was for a poet at this venue that was going to be at the University of Pennsylvania, which is here in uh, Philadelphia. And I showed up for this audition. I'll never forget. It was like a windy fall day. So it was cold and that wind was bitter. I mean, it was in center city. So that wind was whipping around those buildings like nobody's business. So I show up to this audition room and there are all these acts sitting around you know, around the room, um, around the edges of the room. And there's a table in the middle with uh, people there to judge, you know, the talent and determine who they want to have a part of this showcase. So, you know, I come in, I fill out my, my paperwork, you know, I'm here for, you know, poet. I'm sitting there with my piece of paper in my hand, <laughs> which I did bother to memorize, but you know, I'm still like pushing it in my brain. And this young lady gets up, she's there, she's got her wind machine, honey. She has her music. She has a guy who's playing Congo. And I mean, she is killing this thing. I mean, she's, she's killing it. And I am sitting there and I feel this giggle with inside of myself because I'm like, I don't have that. (laughs) I don't have that. I just got me. And that's all I got. That's all I got. So, you know, they went to different people. And I was thinking to myself, God, I don't know if I can even follow that. I don't have a beat. I can't do a beat box. I don't know how to do any of that. I just have me and my performance style for, you know, my poem. So when they call me, I just go, well, here it is. (laughs) This is what I'm going to do. So I got up there and um, I performed my piece. And I performed it in a way where I walked to each round the room and I said what I said. And as I got towards the end, I walked up to the table and put both my hands on the table and said my last line or whatever. And you know, and, and they let people, you know, leave or whatever. They didn't make their decision right then and there. When I left and got out on the center city streets, I laughed so hard because I felt like, I made probably a little bit of a fool out of myself because I didn't have what this other person had. I had, you know, obviously compared myself to someone who seemed more polished than me. Lo and behold, they offered me to do the piece at the University of Penn. Well, I thought, cool, you know, hey, that, that's awesome. You know, I made it somehow, you know, and I just knew in my mind's eye, I was going to see this other young lady with her Congos and her music and the wind. You know, I don't know if she had wind. I felt like the wind was blowing. I felt like she had everything going for her and not me, but she wasn't there. And that's not a negative. I say all that to say, you can be a showman with whatever you have humble beginnings get you where you're going so when we see these people out here putting themselves out there i'm not sitting here saying that you have to applaud every person or champion um pipe dreams that people have like we've seen many seasons over the years of american idol when they used to show the auditions and inevitably there's somebody going my mom told me i could sing and they get up there and they're like oh. you're like your mother did not tell you the truth about your life and you are called to not sing <laughs> we've seen that and um but for those who take even even that person it took something to stand in that line for hours he- maybe hear other people sing around you and believe in yourself enough that when your opportunity came you opened your mouth and you said something That can't be decreased in any level. So no matter what people think or say about what you're doing, believe in your showmanship. You know, polish up your act. You know, that makes me think I was just listening to the song the other day. um, McFadden and Whitehead ain't no stopping us now. He said, we're polishing up our act. You know what I mean? So polish up your act, whatever it may be. Don't let anything hold you back. When you look out to that audience, if you happen to be on stage, a lot of times the faces, the individual faces fall away. You don't even really see them. And that's a great thing because you can't worry about the individual critiques of people who may have never stepped into any arena to try. Only other people who dare to try in this world can understand there to me, to me, I cannot speak for others, but I'd like to believe there's a camaraderie of understanding between people who put themselves out there. You may not always be the best, but you can be the best to someone. And if you keep working on your craft, your craft is going to take you places where others who stop along the way, and, and disengage from putting themselves out there. And it may, you may not be an actor. You may not be a singer. But in everything you do, be a showman. If you have a product, make that product look as beautiful as you can. Make that product your own. Make your table look beautiful. Buy bags for things to go in so that you're always selling. Sometimes you're selling your talent. Sometimes you're selling an actual product either way people leave with the memory of that showmanship some may call it craftsmanship whatever you may call it within your trade it is your calling card of your showcase you know people who may have never seen you make something or create it when they unravel it when they open that box it speaks volumes of the showman that you are I don't know how it is now to some degree but I remember in school where the teacher would say your homework is a reflection of you not whether the answers per se were right or wrong of course you wanted them right but the condition of the work that you turned in spoke volumes about you as a person some people Will never understand what it's like to audition. And that's okay. Everything is not for everyone, but it is the quality that represents you when you go to do what you do. So I say that I enjoy that guy getting out there because I remember when I would get out there and do different things in different places. And I enjoyed it. And sometimes I did it afraid. And sometimes, you know, um, I didn't always get everything. But I got a lot. And I really attribute it to the boldness of my showmanship. The fact that I would show up, stand there, and wait my turn. This is a story that really briefly as I wrap it up that an old friend of mine got a kick out of which I don't know why she got a kick out of, but she did. A long time ago, I auditioned for the 76ers dancers. Now I have had no professional training. I can dance, but when I say professional, I mean learning to pick up choreography is a special trait that people who are dancers can understand. And that's not to say that the average person can't pick up on choreography that quickly, but I believe that it is a great, set a skill set that you get from years and years of dancing. right you get years and years of that so your mind can speedily pick things up and I made it through a pretty good good amount of rounds of cuts <laughs> before it got to the point where now the 76ers dancers were showing us how to do something but it seemed like a song that I knew but the song seemed like it was sped up like crazy but of course it would be because they're only performing for just a few minutes um out there so the song isn't in real time you know so it was almost like it was double time so the way they were moving i was like oh no i'm i'm out of my league but i stood in that line with people who honey let me tell you something. It looked like I was standing in a line of, you know, fame, like the movie and look like that. Uh, so you think you can dance? It looked like that. I mean, I had the attire on, honey. I had, you know, I had the thing on, you know, but it got to the point where eventually, you know, I didn't make the cut. Did I necessarily expect to make the cut? Sure. Why not? I mean, I didn't show up to not, you know, make the cut, but I didn't, you know, was I disheartened? No, I absolutely wasn't. I knew that there was a point where I had reached my level of ability. And I wasn't a choreographed dancer where I had went to school from the age of three on up. You know, um, I could do some things, but I could not do that. They sent me a letter in the mail, which I still have somewhere. That was my rejection letter. But I remember at the time, I think I saw a clip of me like on the news. This is many moons ago, so of course I I don't have anything of that. But I enjoyed it. But a friend of mine thought it was the funniest thing. She thought it was hilarious that I tried out for the 76ers dancers. But can I tell you something? She's never auditioned for anything. So, from that, I take that very strongly. Because until you have done such a thing, you can't even understand even the pride in auditioning and the pride of putting yourself out there. Even the pride of the rejection Because the rejection is a reflection that I showed up, that I followed through. Some people don't even have that. Continue being a showman. Continue displaying your talent for the world and most of all for yourself. Let it continue to enrich your life and move you toward the destiny and the desires and the dreams you have in your heart for yourself. We're going to continue being relentless. If I have to dance on the street or sing on the street until that record deal or whatever it is you're looking for comes along, we're going to continue being creators. That's what relentless people do. Thanks for stopping by. I really appreciate you for taking the time to listen. Just remember that today is your day, no matter what day it is. Take care. Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome to Relentless You. This is Stephanie, your humble host here. And I've been away for quite some time and I think we all can just about guess all of the things that have been going on this past year or so and um, the levels of impact that it would have had on each and every one of us in our own unique way. So... What I'd like to come by and talk about as I start back up with my podcasting is what do you do in the storm? Now, I don't want to get really into the weeds of everything that it relates to the pandemic, varying viewpoints and ideals, Feelings, facts, and concerns. But I want to talk about the individual and how the individual goes through something that's so traumatic, dramatic, overwhelming, larger than life, impacting life. How do you unpack that and navigate through? When almost there's a sense of sometimes where you want to still cling to what was and realizing that a lot of it is slipping away and, and morphing into something altogether different. Call it a new norm or whatever you you know want to call it. How does one's business, personal life, financial life walk at this time? How does it look? And a lot of times it can look very scary, you know, absolutely, with no rhyme or reason of what to do. You look to your left or to the right and you have no plan of action of how you're going to continue forward. Some may do some things that will allow them to continue to move in the way that they used to, and some will not, and some will have to pivot at that point. But I don't think that no matter what you choose, that you won't have to pivot in some way and find yourself in the midst of a a new norm. One of the things that I want to talk about to start is having a foundation. And for me, because I don't want to speak for myself, my foundation is my beliefs. So your foundation has to be something there has to be something that your foot is standing on in a storm right you have to have an anchor of some sort and that could be your meditation it could be your faith it could be um your family or your friends something has to anchor you where you understand who you are and what you believe and you know have a, a, a navigation if you will a compass so that's the first flooring. If you don't have that, this is a great time to get into practicing prayer, meditation, reading. You know, I'm um, going back to some of my earlier things, having that life where you sit there and you affirm yourself about your direction and your choices. And let's get old fashioned, taking out a piece of paper writing down varying pros and cons depending on what your life circumstance is asking you to do. The next thing you might want to go about doing is finding those times where you're not so immersed into what is happening. All of the chatter on television and varying uh, sources and finding a time to just get into things that lift one's spirits. That could be music, a happy movie, all of these things because, you know, your ear gate, your ear, and your eye gate, your eye are constantly taking information in. Most of all, our ears. That's something you can't shut off. You can close your eyes and not see something um, on television or not watch something or not read something, but your ear is always open. So what you're listening to feeds your spirit. It feeds your soul. If you're sitting there constantly ingesting negativity or fear or concerns or constantly taking in statistical data or constantly taking these things in, it's going to begin to live within you. It gets into your veins. It becomes who you are and it may cripple how you begin to make your decisions going forward so when we're making those decisions take that time to pull away from the television pull away from the apps and things of that nature and get into something that's going to feed you lift you make you feel good it can be an old comedy from the 80s from the 70s or 60s, whatever your era of enjoyment is or was. It doesn't have to be today. It could be something that you just remember used to really make you laugh. And as they always say, laughter is, you know, food for the soul. Well, it definitely lifts the soul. And it's also something that keeps you healthy. That's, you know, that's a known thing. You know, joy instead of fear. Happiness instead of intrepidation. You know, concern. Those things don't do anything. They don't lift you. Another thing is conversation. We want to be mindful of the conversation that we continue to have with our friends, our family, our loved ones, even strangers. You know, we don't want to constantly keep chewing over the same information that's going on. I know, I know, I know, I know there's a lot going on. I know there's a lot of decisions that each and every individual Um, has to make for themselves and their families and all of that as it relates to what's going on. But what your conversation is, is so very important. Because again, it becomes that thing where you become bogged down with continually mulling over what's going on. So our conversation sometimes has to have a pullback to it. It has to have a pullback. You know, when something's going on, there's always this desire to keep talking about it because you're trying to work it out. Let's be honest. We're trying to work out where we are. We're trying to work out what's going on, you know, but sometimes our conversation needs not be had. It need not be had. So sometimes let's take a moment. Let's take a beat and let's really think about if this is a time for that conversation or if we've had this conversation enough. You know, there's the old saying going, you know, beating a, a beating a dead horse. Pardon the pun, but you know, we're kicking we're kicking it. We've already known where we are in it. Let me just say this lastly, because I want to be brief in what I'm talking about here. I just want to say, be encouraged at this time. And I know that's a hard thing to do for some, maybe many. I never want to be, you know, of the mind that it's something that's so simple. Like, no, it's not simple. No, this is not easy times for many, many, many people. But I want to encourage you that whatever decisions you're making, whatever doors you're going down, just know that even when something closes, other doors open. Even when something looks like the end is really just the beginning of a new chapter. We're going to grab a hold of our faith. We're not going to deviate from that. We're going to believe for our lives. We're going to believe for the destinies and for the um, steps that are for us that are ordered. We're going to believe for that. And we're not going to let go of our faith in spite of the fear. That the world would have us under in spite of constant concern in spite of looming things we're not going to let that go because we have a greater thing for us that we know there is power in our faith there is power in what we speak over our lives there is power in how we apply what we have to say we call those things that be not as though they were we can speak life into our life in spite of the fact that many things may be speaking forms of death to them. Be encouraged today, my friend. Be encouraged, be encouraged, be encouraged. Move away from those things. Be informed, but you don't have to be inundated. Thank you so much for stopping by. This has been Relentless You with Stephanie. Take care.